Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and joining me today, as always, is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, and it's so tough for me to always think of a third one, so I'm just going to make it a tour today. Uh, it's How Steven Davidson. Lazy. Lazy. Yes, lazy. Lazy. A week. A week. Yeah, but I usually don't even try to think about it until about three minutes before we start. That's what laziness is. <laughs> it is? Yes. Oh, and procrastination. Man. I don't know what that word is at all. <laughs> you were on the English team. Yeah, I was. And the math team. Thank you. <laughs> I did both. <laughs> so I know how to multiply my procrastination into longer terms of laziness. Uh, all right. But you don't know what procrastination means. No, no. I'm solving for X. Anyway, <laughs> Steve, how are you today? We're off the rails. I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, I've lost... Um, I've lost jobs before. Um, they, they put my feelings in a trash bag, but never my actual belongings. Um, man, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But, uh, oh man. Yeah. Um, that was quite the discovery. There's gonna there's gonna be a, a segment that we're gonna be talking about a little section of the show. I can guarantee you, I'm not going to be very positive. <laughs> yeah. Just a forewarning. <laughs> Hate to go against the name of the show, but anyway, <laughs> speaking of the show, let's get into it. Uh, we start always with our three count segment, and it was your challenge this week, and it was our top three favorite makeshift tag teams, uh, and the criteria was what? Refresh us on that. That they had to have won tag team championships mm-hmm. in, in whatever promotion they were a team in, otherwise you know, what, what makes them a real tag team? I mean, otherwise you could just say, you know, they teamed up for one night against two other singles people and that made them a team. No, yeah, they, they need to have some sort of tag team credibility. And so some sort of tag team championship. And before that, they each needed to win some sort of singles belt in that same promotion. Doesn't, okay. It didn't have to be a world title. It could have been a light heavyweight title, but something to establish that they were a single star before mm-hmm. a tag team star. Okay. Okay. Or before a tag team champion. Oh, a tag team champion, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, excellent, 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 excellent. Uh, well, since I uh, was challenged, that means I go first. And number three for me, um, just for me, it's because of how sentimental it was. This is around 2002. And it was Edge teaming with Hulk Hogan. Ah. Just because, you know, Hogan is Hogan. We've talked about it despite his outside the ring stuff currently, but especially when he came back, cause this is, you know, shortly after um, this would kind of, he'd gone back to the red and yellow yeah. after the whole NWO stuff. And, you know, it was the nostalgia run. And then you had edge who was the up and comer who I always enjoyed because of the, the, the tag team matches. And when he broke out as a single star on SmackDown was awesome. So when they, when they teamed together and they ended up winning, um, tag team gold because they were feuding with the Un-Americans at the mm-hmm. time, I believe. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was again just a sentimental favorite. Always gonna love that. Uh, 
one of the last real big prominent times uh, with the Hogan memories um, from growing up. Yeah, yeah. Good call. And they, they kept showing Edge in the audience at WrestleMania 6. Yeah. The fact that he was a Hogan fan growing up. And yeah, it had, it had an extra level of uh, sentimentality to it. Yeah, because you kind of saw yourself as like, you know, I could have been a kid in the crowd. I, you know, wow. And you kind of really saw from Edge's perspective mm-hmm. the uh, how he idolized Hogan. But yeah, that's my number three. All right. Excellent. Good one. Good, good choice. That one. Honestly, it didn't even occur to me. Very good. Um, my number three, I'm going classic. It's got to be Rock and Sock Connection. I mean, come on. The Rock. Mick Foley, Mankind, whatever you want to call him. Uh, so many fantastic moments that these two created. You and I were there for one of the most talked about. We were there for the This Is Your Life segment. Yes. Um, that that ran about three and a half hours on a <laughs> yeah. two-hour Raw. Um, uh, <laughs> A great segment that just did not end (laughs) in the most exciting way, but um, people still talk about it. We're still, you know, talking about it right now. Yeah. Um, And just so funny. And they work so well together, both as a team physically wrestling, Mm -hmm. um, but also as characters, they played off of each other perfectly. Um, They, they had such great chemistry together and it was always entertaining when they were together. Yes, uh, agreed. I love this choice. Uh, just misses my list, but it was okay. one that I was thinking about. Um, yeah, and, you, and back when, you know, kind of ratings were the thing to talk about. I mean, they still are, but you talk about when they were really something to talk about. Um, when they mattered. Yeah, when they mattered, the ratings on this segment were incredible. Yeah. I think if I remember on the documentary, they said it scored like a nine. Yeah, an like eight or a nine. Eight something or nine. Like it that. was something yeah. insane. Insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, love that. And they and again, the chemistry they had they were great chemistry when they were opponents, and even better chemistry when they teamed up. And you find that a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really really like that choice at number three. I so they were it. good good enemies, but better friends. Yes, yes. Um, my number two, and uh, I hope I researched this right, and it's, it's correct. <laughs> okay. But is uh, Team Hell No. Okay. Because yep. Brian did have his championship before they tagged. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, yes. Okay. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> again, we love Daniel Bryan here on the show. You're a big fan. I'm a yeah. big fan. And when he was kind of the – he, I would say this was kind of comedy heel. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, and uh, teaming with Kane <laughs> – who has done it all in his career on every side of the spectrum between comedy and, and serious and heel and face he's done it all. And the teaming of them together was just hilarious, just hilarious. I mean, and then we had the, the counselor skits, which were just out of this world. Those made it. Uh, Yes. Uh, Man, I, I, this is up there just for pure entertainment value. Uh, that's why they're my number two. It's also why they're my number two. Um, oh. hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did you think Daniel Bryan and Kane wouldn't be on my list? Hell no. Um, <laughs> I, I, I loved just the pure passion where they would scream at each other. I am the tag team champions. No, I am the tag <laughs> team champions. <laughs> um, 
we haven't had anything like that in, in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, those, those uh, therapy sessions were absolute gold. You know, when they started the first one, you were like, oh God, like, what's this going to be? Yep. And it was fantastic. Everything they did together was fantastic. And um, Daniel Bryan can do no wrong. I don't yeah. think. And uh, Kane, when he's in the right position, is very much the same way. He's been put in some, you know, <laughs> some some stories that nobody could have done anything with. Right. Um, but uh, this was not one of those. And he definitely, uh, he, he held his own. It, it took both of them. And uh, both of them made it to something truly memorable and special. Agreed. Agreed. So, wow, we did have crossover. All yeah. right. <laughs> um, well, unfortunately, due to me clarifying, you know what my number one I is, do. of course. I think, and I'll guess at yours once we're done talking about mine, okay. I think I might know what your number one is. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, for me, it's uh, two dudes with attitudes. Good Big friends, better enemies. Yes. That was the yes. pay-per-view thing, yeah. Um, so but I yeah, set that up. I set that up. That was foreshadowing earlier. If you didn't catch that, uh-huh, I see, I see. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, and of course the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and not once but twice were tag team champions. Um, but yeah, so and as you clarified to me, they both did have the Intercontinental Championship before winning the championships the first time. Yes, and then of course the second time is when. Uh, Diesel was world champion yes. and Sean was intercontinental. So. Correct. Yep. But uh, yeah, of course, I mean, big, big Diesel fan, big Sean fan. So it was kind of easy number one for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, this is the height of when I really was getting into wrestling kind of just before the Attitude Era. Um, and when we kind of first started hanging out and watching pay-per-views mm-hmm. um, yeah. and really becoming friends. And so there's a lot of really good memories tied um, mm-hmm. to my fandom of Sean and uh, Kevin. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, I, 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 again, like I said, is good friends, better enemies. Cause I loved when they went at each other. I thought that was awesome as well. Yeah. Um, the WrestleMania 11. 11 match mm-hmm. between the two of them with uh wh- oh yeah <laughs> they're supposed to each come out with playmates and then diesel came out with both <laughs> yeah Pam and, and and jenny mccarthy yeah um but yeah so easy number one for me yeah. but i think uh, well yeah well, let, yeah, me, yeah. let me follow up though um it, yeah it was a good call and um they were uh, they were a good team and it doesn't feel like they were a makeshift team, but I mean, technically they kind of were Shawn Michaels, you know, had yeah. uh, uh, established himself as a single star diesel won the intercontinental title and lost it back to razor Ramon at SummerSlam that year, right before they won these tag titles. Um, but diesel was in his first calendar year, won all three championships in the WWF. So it was a big year for him. Um, and that was one of them. And uh, they had some great matches. I, I was talking about it, I don't know, last week or the week before, that match on the Action Zone with Sean and Diesel defending those titles against yeah. Razor and the One Two Three Kid. Still one of my favorite tag team matches ever. And so uh, they delivered on the in the ring, and uh, they delivered, again, as characters. And it helped that they were becoming genuine friends as well at the time. Yes. Um, yeah, I still need to track that down and, and watch that, that match because yeah. I never saw that. Um, yeah, great. But yeah. That was uh, my number one. Uh, I think your number one, I mean, 
it, it's got to be Owen and Yoko, right? My number one, the golden role models, Sasha oh. Banks and Bailey. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Okay. They're okay. another one. Doesn't feel like they should qualify, but they certainly do. I mean, Sasha had been five time champion. Uh, and uh, yeah, five time champion. And Bailey had been uh, champion as well by the time that they won the tag team championships at Elimination Chamber. And uh, they, they, 2020, I will think of them before anybody else when I think back to the year 2020 in wrestling. Uh, they own the year, they supremely entertain me above all others. Um, and it was that tag title run. As much as we're frustrated now with the the constant tendency of singles champions going after those tag titles, mm-hmm. for that once, it worked. That was the story. Um, the story being that <laughs> nobody wanted them to be any champions, and they were all the champions. That was right. the story, and it worked for that one time. And uh, the belts never meant more. The tag belts never meant more than it than their second championship reign um first championship reign wasn't anything to to really write home about no um but the second one was what that first one should have been and um yeah the the i mean they're they're definitely on my all-time tag team list and they would definitely absolutely top my list of single stars that later became tag team champions all right yeah i i did not even think about that yeah i uh, yeah Owen and Yoko up there. Also, I considered uh, two-man power trip, Steve Austin and Triple H. Oh, yeah. 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 That's lots true. Of good, lots of good choices when you sat down to think about it. Because so many times, WWE's just been like, ah, oh, just take them and make them champions. Yeah. Um, well, again, like I was doing a, a search to kind of refresh my memory of some of the ones that have been thrown together over the, the years. And I, I saw a couple that were actually pretty interesting because it's people that uh, were established single stars one but weren't champions mm-hmm. and were kind of yeah i guess you'd say stuck in the mid card mm-hmm. won the tag team championships mm-hmm. and then later on went on to become like world champions yeah like um drew mcintyre and cody rhodes oh yeah yeah now granted different promotions but right. still well and they didn't become world champions but new age outlaws were like that yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, Owen and Yoko, I, while I was thinking about them, they actually would not have qualified because Owen oh. didn't win the Intercontinental title until after he had been oh, tag team champion with Yoko. I Zuno. thought he had it before. No, okay. He won it in 97 and they were tag champs in 95. So, yeah. But wasn't he, did he have both belts at one time? Uh, was there a crossover? Uh, I seem I to remember, remember him holding two belts. You're probably thinking of two slammies, which he carried around. Oh, maybe that's it. I don't. I, I mean, I could have forgotten something. Maybe I'm um, thinking of the belt and then a slammy and a hand. Maybe, may, that, maybe, maybe. That's I don't remember him being a double champion. Okay. Yeah, but I, oh, I could well. be wrong. I don't. I don't think so though. So my guess at number one wouldn't have qualified anyway. No. <laughs> no. All right. Well, that was our our three count, uh, and uh, I thought that was an excellent one. I like that one. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this. I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with my challenge too. Okay. All right. Good. I like fun. I want to know who your and okay. Let me because this will help define it better. Your three favorite runs of of any wrestler performer as a comedy gimmick. 
So they didn't have to be a comedy wrestler their entire career, but they need to have a, a stint, you know, where and it, it can't be like, oh, it was one show. They were funny. It needs to be something right. where it was an established thing. Right. Um, like, I, like, I, you know, just since we did already just talk about it, like Daniel Bryan and Team Hell No. OK, that's an established comedy art gimmick that he had. Mm-hmm. So that would something like that would qualify. OK, so. OK. All right, I have to think about that one. Wow. I know, usually, I know. usually we dismiss comedy wrestling. So, yeah. yeah, to think about it from the other point of view. Okay. And, and again, one performer could have multiple different comedy gimmick runs. Right. Like R-Truth. Right. You got the little Jimmy time. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. So Right. Okay. That's my challenge. All right. Okay, so we'll have that coming for you next week and i guess just a reminder um next week we will be starting the new rollout of the show so at this time next week you'll be hearing our uh special added episode about uh celebrities in wrestling uh and then on friday we will drop our new episode for next week of positively wrestling um just at its new time friday instead of wednesday your weekend kicked off yes kick off your weekend give you plenty of time just sit back relax and enjoy the show i mean it's only 50 50 that bruce pritchard will be available for his on friday so you know we'll be here for sure we're here for sure always for sure anyway let's jump into the show we do have lots to talk about and at the top as we kind of alluded to at the beginning we got to talk about um the releases a little bit more um from last week uh we talked about you know the current as we expected every year it is kind of a yearly thing with wwe after wrestlemania they do some for lack of a better term spring cleaning and some wrestlers get released and that's just it's part of the business we understand why it happens we don't agree with it all the time but it is it's a business thing you when you look at it at its core but um one of the executives who I guess involved in that process, uh, Mark Carano, I think I'm saying that correctly. Yes. Um, I guess after wrestlers are released, he gathers any things that they might still have and sends it to them. And if not personally, he apparently oversees the process or oversees the process. He has him- some sort of, I don't know the details, but he has some sort of say in it. Yeah. And, Mickey James received a trash bag with her stuff in it. With a post-it note on it that just said Mickey. That just said Mickey. Yeah. Um wow. That and it's apparently not the first person over the years to have their stuff delivered to them in this way. Apparently it's been happening for a while. Yes. So Mickey took to Twitter and I mean, upset and deservedly so, um, you know, kind of called him out, called out Stephanie and said, hey, Stephanie, man, thanks. Thanks for sending me stuff. And, you know, and she even uh, lamented like how she was used in the in her last run, basically, mm-hmm. last several months of the company. Uh, Stephanie formally apologized on Twitter. She said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Uh, they did announce that Somebody, a person responsible was being fired. Yeah, which ended up being Mark Carano. And it ended up being Mark Carano. And um, then other 
wrestlers chimed in with some of the same stuff saying mm-hmm. it happened to them. Um, but yeah, so wow, that happened. And that's, and that's just crazy, crazy, crazy. For you to think about. It's crazy. There, there's a lot to unpack here too, because you, you have to also realize that, and I've alluded to it before when a company is as big as WWE, it's not like Vince or Triple H or Stephanie themselves know about these little details. They're, right. They're doing other things. They don't know what box people used to send former employees their stuff. Um, so the, the, the tendency is to jump on them for it when I promise you they didn't have any idea. Yeah, it's not like Vince is like, all right, pal, I want you to take her stuff, put it in a trash bag and send it to her. <laughs> right. Yeah, that no. that that didn't happen, um, and they they took it very seriously when they found out about it, yes. and they and they acted and they acted quickly. And you know what else could they do? I saw someone um, under under the tweet where WWE announced that um, that they had, or I guess where Triple H announced that they had let go the person responsible. Somebody, some random wrestling fan on Twitter responded and just said, "Not enough." And and Ryan Popola responded with like, well, what do you expect them to do? Like drag them out in an alley and shoot them in the head? Like what what more yeah. could they do at that point besides fire them? Um, yeah. So people take this stuff way too far and they take their, their high. I would need a very tall ladder to get on a horse that high, Tim. <laughs> so let's, let's chill out a little bit with this stuff. But that said, um, Mickey's right like the the message that it sends the the way you could read it um not good and definitely very insulting she pointed out herself she knew it wasn't malicious yeah they weren't trying to send that message but it was very very um just inconsiderate and thoughtless and um you know not a good thing to do at a time when somebody who gave so much to your company just lost their job for no reason nothing they did wrong other than just business yeah. So yeah, it, horrible message sent. Um, uh, again, my heart bleeds for Mickey James in this situation to be, have to go through that is just, I can't even imagine. Cannot yeah. imagine. Um, I recently myself uh, just uh, removed myself from an employment situation with a former employee, not employee employer, and am doing something new now. But. Uh, yeah, and that was a totally different situation. But I mean, feeling underappreciated, being sent a message that you're trash for you know just to kind of tie it all in a bow is right. the reasons I had to leave, had to go. Yeah. And um, so I, I really sympathize with Mickey on that. And again, kudos to WWE for swiftly taking care of this. Mm-hmm. Um. And you're right. It's like, what more could they do? Yeah. But um, as I said, I was going to be a little negative. And, you know, Mark Carano just to me seems like uh, a piece of trash himself. Um, no one seemed to be upset that he was yeah, fired. This seems to be a pattern of behavior of this from him. Um, and uh, they've since been deleted, but news broke his uh, one of his exes or his, his recent ex. I don't know. Um tweeted some stuff once she heard about this uh, and about him stealing WWE championship belts 
and they were oh. in a box underneath his bed. I didn't see that. Yeah, like well, like I say, they were up for a couple hours and got deleted very, very quickly. But people screened him and said stuff where like he uh, was not friendly to animals, like was abusive. I, I'm sorry, I have to go back. To, I hope they show up at his house on WWE Most Wanted Treasures. Yeah. <laughs> Please let that happen. Please, please. Vince, are you listening? Please do that. It goes into Pawn Stars. And then, <laughs> we got to get an expert and the cop show up. It'd be great. Wait, did you um, say unkind to animals? Yeah, apparently uh, she made claims that he like abused their dog or cats, I think. Abu- How? Like in what Again, form? Not these. Those are kind of details that weren't kind of in okay. Um Jeez. But I mean, all kinds of stuff. Just really, really attack. And again, it's an ex- who knows if some of that may just be bad blood between the it, guys. It is, but there's, I mean, it could be. I don't know that it is. It but could something be, but like, something as specific as stealing championship belts and having them right. in the box under the bed, I tend to believe that one. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is very specific. Well, and there's a pattern. Like I said, I didn't see anyone come to his defense. Yeah. Everyone oh. that commented. Technically, one person did. It. Technically, one person did. Who was that? The Iron Sheik. What did he? Well, I mean, it's like the Iron he, Sheik's Twitter account. Well, what did he well, say? Like he ran down Mickey James, calling really? her brony, keep your mouth shut, and be grateful, and like, yeah, wow. I can't, I can't repeat some of the tweet oh, of because course. of how he yeah. does it, right? But yeah, but it was a direct attack at Mickey, saying she just should have kept her mouth shut. That's surprising to me. Usually, he plays his Twitter account for comedy purposes. And, and even if this was for comedy, because, I mean, it has a comedy just because of some of the terminology he uses, because, mm-hmm. you know, you jabroni, that's what he does. Yeah. Although it was like you effing jabroni, I think is what it was. Yeah. Tweet. Um, but even if it was this, I mean, not not the time, dude. No, not no. the time. Usually it's just running down Hulk Hogan. That's his yes. entire Twitter account is running down Hulk Hogan. But so it's it, that's that surprises me. Huh? Yeah. I was shocked when I saw it, too. I was like okay <laughs> i follow him too I, I it didn't even pop up on my timeline that i saw hmm. but anyway yeah so that oh goodness uh, terrible stuff um but yeah there's definitely a pattern it, it'll there be, it'll be okay though like i mean yes you know, no it's gonna be it's, fine it's fine nobody's hurt um mickey's gonna be fine she'll probably yes. pop up an impact or something and it, it's gonna be okay but yeah definitely the, the 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 point now is that WWE needs to keep it from happening again. Yes, that that's the deal. I mean, and Mickey, I mean, she's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yes, there's no question about that. <laughs> the only question is you, what year they put her in. And you know she will allude to this. This will be part of her speech. She might even come out with a trash bag. Who knows? Yeah, you know, Th- yeah. there will be a time when this isn't as big a deal, and anymore. when she'll be able to look back and laugh at it. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, let's move on. Um, and speak, we're going to stay in kind of the, the Twitter sphere with things that were happening. Um, Charlotte and her next huge opponent apparently was Dave Meltzer. Um, yes. Job too. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he definitely did the job. Oh my God. Uh, Meltzer um, made some comments. As about, Meltzer does. As he does. Mostly baseless and without any kind of actual credibility. Mm-hmm. Um about why Charlotte, you know, the whole suspension angle and was she going to be taken off TV? And it was due to like a dental surgery. 
was the real story as what was supposed to be going on. She was having dental surgery. What he said. Huh? That's what he said. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. That, and that had been reported in other places. That's why she was taking the time off. But then he extrapolated in his own Meltzer way and alluded to it having something to do with her, her physical appearance and not being happy and then wanting her to make changes and, and stuff and like surgeries that she may or may not have had. I know she's had some, we know that for sure, but sure. Um, and just kind of distastefully framed it. And so she fired back <laughs> yes, and, she did. and, and kind of tore him a new one. And I was very happy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to see Meltzer get a new one torn. Um, yeah. It, um, it, it was the wording, right? It was what he was alluding to. It was, he, he suggested, I'm trying to find the exact um, quote here, but uh, it, it was just insulting. He, he alluded to the idea um, that, she was like she had what do you say like crippling insecurity or something like that i'm trying to find it now i can't um now i can't find it but something like that it may not be exactly that but if not it was pretty close and you know who who are you to say that about anybody else and she didn't take time off she was back on raw this week yeah so i mean was there even anything to any dental surgery at all she wasn't gone well, uh, that's true. But again, Oscar did return very, very quickly after she had her dental surgery. Well, yeah, but he was saying, or and everybody who was reporting this was saying that she was taking, that that was the reason for the storyline, that she was taking time off to do this. And clearly that just wasn't true at all. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? In fact, I said last week that we'd see her back this week. That's, that's what I said. Folks, I'm more credible than Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Boom. Come hey. t- listen to us. Listen That's to right. us. That's right. You're We're actually going to, going to use common sense <laughs> to, and not tell you that we know things for sure when we don't. True. Uh, I, I, yeah. And one of our new catchphrases is up yours, Meltzer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so make it a shirt. Can we do a shirt? Yeah, we can do a shirt. Okay. Oh yeah, only, only one though. You'll you'll wear it. You'll have one the shirt. Only one. I'll wear it. <laughs> right. And in twenty years, when we're rich and famous off this podcast, we'll auction it for charity. <laughs> there we go. Um, I'm not gonna wash it. Any of those twenty. Years. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> this is uh, wow. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I take that back. I'm not gonna get caught into this. Hey, you selling? Like, no, no, no. We're <laughs> canceling that right now. Um. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, some bad stuff going on there in the, in the Twitter sphere, um, bad vibes. We don't, we don't, we don't jive on that here. No, Meltzer needs to stay in his lane. Stop making comments about women's appearances and, and just stick to the facts. If you have any, if you have any, otherwise, why don't you just upfront say, Hey, this is me fantasy booking. Yeah. Or I'm speculating here, but yeah, speculation. There are terms that can help you out here. Mm-hmm. instead of trying to pass everything off as fact and inside information that you clearly don't have. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's move on to something a little more positive. All right. <laughs> let's get to NXT. And we have to talk about off the top, Mr. Orange. I mean, uh, cool Kyle O'Reilly. What was this? <laughs> uh, 
this is uh, a talking Orange Cassidy, apparently. Is this who he really is? I don't know. That's a thing. We we have no clue. No clue. But for the sake of his friends, I hope not. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I was smiling and kind of laughing the whole time. I'm entertained. I'm inter- I was I was laughing at it more than with it. Um, I guess that's that's not the worst it could be. <laughs> um, but ah, we'll have just to see felt, where it goes. Yeah, it just felt so forced and disingenuous, and his his jokes that weren't landing, and <laughs> it, it, it was a little rough. Now I, I thought I really think they should have rethought, you know, the outfit choice. Yeah, because I mean, it's it is it's like, I, are you trying to be Orange Cassidy? Because <laughs> yeah. you look like Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um, and his little strut dance thing that he was doing, I it just it, it was such a a, a sudden shift mm-hmm. from anything we've seen. If you want to get to that point, all right, but maybe do it a little gradually so that it feels more natural because this really came off as forced like hey he's cool now you have to like it yeah like this is what a face has to be this is the image (laughs) of face i don't i don't know Uh, we'll have to wait and see we'll have to wait and see yeah hopefully it gets better or at least or let it be the biggest train wreck ever and i'll still be entertained (laughs) yeah Yeah. you know (laughs) Because he can oh, still boy. wrestle, he can still wrestle. So right, right. he can have five star matches and be the worst character ever. <laughs> I would be laughing my ass off the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> curious to see. I'm curious to see if it stays at the level it's at, or if yeah. they tone it down a but little yeah, bit. You're at a ten. We need you about a five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it's like you can't you can't go full riddle with it because you just don't have it. Like Matt. No, no, no. In in the note I sent you about it, I even gave you the eye roll emoji. Yep. Like, like what yep. is this? Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. I guess it's better than no personality at all, which is what we'd seen up to this point. I guess. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that was that was interesting. It was it was a thing and it was on TV. It was. Um, uh, big debut. We had Saray. Yeah, over Zoe Sky. Yeah. Um again, as we and not kind of remove Saray from the conversation real quick to focus on Zoe Stark. We've talked about how they Zoe Sky. Zoe Sky was in stardom. Zoe Stark, yeah. Zoe Stark. Um and how they've really are using her very well. Yeah. Bring her along, getting you used to who she is, giving her TV time, even backstage segments with challenges and stuff like that. And even mm-hmm. though her win record isn't great, she just had what, I think the one win over Tony, mm-hmm. over Tony. And it looks like they're going to further that. Yeah. They're going to turn that into a program. That's not yeah. about a title. Yeah. Love and it. I'm, and I'm interested because both of them seem very good in the ring. I mean, mm-hmm. we know Tony is, and yep. Zoe has proven herself in the short time we've seen her, that she is also very, very good in the ring. Yep. Very so, solid, very solid, believable, hard hitting. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm totally excited for that program, but mm-hmm. just want to throw that out there. But also, let's get back to the debut of Saray, and I like Saray. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot, a lot more. I don't think she gave us all that she had mm-hmm. in one match. That spin kick at the end, mm-hmm. I like that. That was that was cool. I haven't seen her again. I was supposed to see her 
wrestle because um, she was supposed to wrestle Mayu Watani uh, in stardom before the pandemic started, but it just didn't happen because Vince signed her. So um, this, that, this was my, uh, my introduction to seeing her in the ring, and I liked it. Yeah, uh, I am excited to see uh, her versus, I mean, obviously right now I'm just like, what's it going to take to get before anything happens, her and Io Shirai in the ring? Yeah. Because that would be spectacular. Yeah. That would be a program I would definitely very be excited for. But, I mean, the other matchups, too. I mean, Saray versus someone like a Raquel Gonzalez, and that disparity in size could be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There are just so many options in NXT it, it, right now for yeah. women. NXT, yeah. and we've said it before, has the best-built women's division. Yeah. From, and the deepest. And the deepest. So from top to bottom, at every level, they are getting it right it seems yeah whereas again and comparatively you look at that division then you look at raw and smackdown who have what six women on each show yeah talented women just not many yeah yeah not taking any away from those six on each those women are all and so they're all talented they're all great but most of them (laughs) well yeah (laughs) let you fill in the blanks there yes um but on NXT from top to bottom, everybody is kind of firing on all cylinders. It's just, it's more cohesive. They've plotted it out better. The TV time they get is much higher value time. I mm-hmm. will say they're used much more efficiently. Yes. So. And Frankie love. Monet, we've got Frankie Monet now. We yep. just talked to her before too. So that's more new blood there. And yeah. And you got, uh, uh Oh, uh, this week it's Dakota Kai versus uh, Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes, yeah, and I yeah. like Mercedes Martinez. That, She's that, for for us. That's tonight for you all. That oh, already yeah. happened, but yeah, yeah. But um, so I'm excited for that, and then the eventual Raquel Mercedes match, which I think yeah. we'll get. I think that'll mm-hmm. be great. Yep. So yeah, really loving the women's division at NXT. Happy to have Saray join that, and the the more possibilities that's going to provide us. Yes. Um. We're going to move shows over to AEW, but we're going to continue to talk about um, the female uh, wrestlers. We've got uh, Sheeta versus Ty Conti. This was tremendous. This was. This, this was easily Ty Conti's best match. Yes, hands down. I mean, Sheeta's Sheeta. She did phenomenal things, as always. But yeah, they really presented this well. Um and she's yeah. con- Sheeta is consistently proving herself to be someone capable of elevating other people. Yes. Into having matches better than either what they should have or what they have had before. Yes. Agreed. She did it with uh, Penelope Ford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and now Ty Conti. But I think Ty Conti can go. Um, I don't think yes. Ty Conti is, is equal to Penelope Ford in terms of talent. I think Ty has improved so much so quickly. Yeah. And, and we're not, you know, trying to down talk penelope ford but she no. just doesn't have she's not there yet that yeah shouldn't have as much experience the training and the crisp crispness right in the ring that ty conti has right now she um, can get there yeah yeah uh but yeah this match was tremendous it was awesome Sheeta, of course picking up the victory um unique spots spots we haven't seen before that yes. weren't so crazy that they were hyper dangerous or mm-hmm that you had to suspend your disbelief to the point where it feels like, you know, you're watching a Marvel movie. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It just top quality, 
high class work all around. Yeah. So uh, kudos to those ladies. Um, this week I, I'm excited. We got Statlander versus Penelope Ford. Actually, I think yeah. is a match we got to look forward to. Um, so I'm excited for that. And yeah. So also an AW Christian in the ring versus Hobbs. Will Hobbs. Yes. I'm surprised that Hobbs was the one chosen for this match to to take the loss. Yeah. Christian. Little Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. I that was a little odd of a choice. Um but I, I don't know. I mean because you're not going to have him come out and like you know squash Christian. That just wouldn't. No, I just would have had a different match. Yeah, I would have put Christian against somebody else who maybe wouldn't be quite so. I don't want to say he was hurt by the. I mean, it's Christian, but I don't know yeah. if Hobbs is the guy I'd be having lose matches right now. I would have maybe put Christian versus um, Taz's son. Yeah, since you know they're kind of going with that whole Team Taz versus Christian kind of angle. Right. Yeah, you got two other guys there. Why not do that? Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was a very odd choice, I think. But um, a good match. It was a good, good match. Yes, definitely yeah. a good match. Um, Christian gets it. He 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 can do the big man, little man stuff uh, really well. And, and again, yeah. a vet in there, kind of helping impart knowledge to the younger guys. Yeah. So uh, again, they're winning in that in that respect. And it looks like he's really going to be full-time. Like, this is his second match on television already, and it's not going to be where he wrestles, you know, only at the pay-per-views or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, from a injury standpoint, that's awesome. Yeah. The fact that he's coming back and it's, like, for real full-time. Yeah. That's crazy. It's good for us. But good for us. Good for the viewer. Like, yeah. Good for the fan. Um, AEW and bleeding a little bit into TNA, we're going to have to talk about TNA's Rebellion pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, cause apparently it was off the chain. It was pretty awesome. One of their best pay-per-views, uh, that they've ever had. And one of the best pay-per-views we've had this year. So, and I, I can't wait. I want to go back and see all of it. I've seen a lot of highlights, but, um, uh, with the praise I'm seeing on it, I do want to go check the whole thing out. But, uh, the big, big news out of that show, of course, we had Kenny Omega taking on Rich Swan, title for title. Impact title versus the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And so much, the, the storyline was great here. You had Tony Khan there uh, who brought Aubrey Edwards. So, and they had two refs, one from each organization to keep everything fair because Tony didn't trust whatever the other guy's name is that's, you know, owning Impact or whatever. Um, so you end up having, uh, was it Brian Hebner? It was one of the Hebners. But it wasn't okay. Okay, then Um, it would be Brian. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian Hebner uh, for Impact, and then you had, uh, of course, Aubrey Edwards from AEW, and I'll call it a great spot here. Kudos to Aubrey. Uh, Integrity as a referee just solidified even on another promotion. Omega had a chance to use a chair, and she took it out of his hands. Mm -hmm. I did see that when Hebner wasn't looking. So I thought that was awesome from you know just that standpoint of credibility but uh back and forth match and we now have kenny omega the collector he is now a three time uh, he has three world titles right yeah. now he has the aew world championship the triple a world championship 
And now he has added the Impact World Heavyweight Championship to his collection by defeating Rich Swan. So this storyline ain't going nowhere. This no, whole Impact versus AEW. Um, this is going to be here for a while. And this was just tremendous. It was a great match from the the, the, the highlights I saw. Uh, and yeah, uh, big, big things. Yeah, th- this wasn't terribly surprising to me. I, I didn't think there was any chance Rich Swan was going to be yeah. Kenny Omega. Uh, that wasn't going to happen right now at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have made no sense. Uh, um, so, yeah, no no big surprise here, but it's still big news. And uh, it, it's it, it's a good way to take the storyline where you've got now the world championship from one promotion owned by somebody else in the other promotion. And it's not like back in the day when we were doing the invasion angle and WCW was already shut down and the rock was the world WCW champion. I mean, that that was different because that was still really one promotion. Yeah. Now it's, it's actually two different promotions. So not something you see a whole lot, certainly not on American television, at least Uh, at some point, Omega is going to have to take a hard fall. The character, I mean, yep. Um, that that has to happen at some point. Uh, kind of like Sasha and Bailey, where yeah. they were lording it over everyone with all their titles. This is kind of like that. And uh, you know, they took their hard fall, and he he'll have to at some point too. But you know, ride it out for a little while. Don't rush it. Don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's let's have some fun with it and see see uh, what we can do in the meantime that maybe people aren't expecting. Yes. Agreed. And then, you know, both championships are going to be showing up on both, both programs for a while, yeah. which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was an awesome thing came from rebellion. A few little news and notes from there. I also want to talk about uh, congratulations to um, Jordan grace and to a debuting Rachel Ellerling becoming the impact. Ellering. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Eller. All right. All right. <laughs> um, for becoming the Impact uh, Women's Tag Team Champions um, over Fire and Flavor. Fire and Flavor, yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was pretty awesome. I, and, and again, we, t- we were talking about a little bit before the show. Um, Jordan Grace, really taken with her. She is really, really awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I've been watching Impact just for the women's stuff. And, and when I say that, I mean, I've only been watching the women's stuff because I only have so much time. Um, but I want to get more familiar with different women's divisions and stuff because it's where my interest lies right now. And they've got a, a not a huge, but a moderately sized, but strong women's division too. And Jordan Grace is great. Um, Fire and Flavor is great. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they've got quite a bit. Uh, of course, Danielle Dashwood, she's great. Uh, she, she, yeah, she fell to Deanna, Deanna Perazzo mm-hmm. at the pay per view. Uh, Deanna retaining her title. Um, uh, Taylor so, Wilds coming back, who was this, always tremendous this week. In the ring. Yeah, ten years gone, and she's making her return. So they've got some stuff going on. So if you like women's wrestling, um, I would suggest maybe checking out Impact a little bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Last little news and notes from Rebellion. I've got a question for you, Steve. Oh, okay. What can you not teach? Me specifically? I, okay, I've already lost this. Okay, it's off the rails already. <laughs> I'm a already. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> what you can't teach is that. And also debuting at Rebellion was W. Morrissey, formerly Big Cass. Oh, right. In okay. the WWE. 
And uh, I thought you were asking me a teaching question. I'm a no, teacher. No, I thought maybe you'd get my <laughs> setup, but okay. Uh, never mind. Uh, yeah, say it with me, folks. He's S A W F T soft. <laughs> oh, never do that again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so big Kaz, uh, XL, or like I say, W Morrissey is what he's being billed as in uh, TNA, which I believe is his real name. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, looked phenomenal like shape wise dude has been in the gym mm-hmm. uh and given how we saw him looking uh in, in recent years and he had some some real personal hardships with depression and some stuff like that right uh and kudos to him for seemingly looks like he's overcome it he looked phenomenal he was eric young's replacement because eric young was injured yes uh in this uh kind of tag match i think it was six man tag and he came in and just absolutely decimated the other side looked fantastic and uh, just congratulations uh to w morrissey and hope uh, things have turned around and you get back on track yeah you do yeah uh, uh uh he had a great match against daniel bryan that that was really his only great match in wwe mm-hmm. but we'll see now you know maybe he's he's a new a new man now and uh yeah wish him all the best for sure did i ever tell you about the time I was in Target and I was looking at the greeting cards. I don't know, Mother's Day or something was coming up. And um, I hear somebody's cell phone go off and it's, it's um, the big, it's Enzo and Cass's theme music. Okay. And I look over and guess whose phone it was. Guess who was standing there? Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, of course it would be Johnny Fairplay That's who would smart. be into, into, Enzo and Cass. Um, he lives in in the town where I live. Wow. Um, for those of you who don't know, so actually I I see him out and about fairly often. Not as much since you know we had a pandemic, but before that, um, often saw him around town. But yeah, that wasn't a huge surprise once I once I saw whose phone that was. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think you may have said that story before. Yeah, I think you've told me that one. It's a good story though. I like yeah. it. Um, yeah, so. That wraps up my little highlights there on Rebellion, but lots of good stuff going on there. Check out that pay-per-view if you get a chance. Again, we I've heard it's phenomenal. I uh, hope to check it out myself. Where would they go? Fight, Fight TV for that? I believe Fight TV has that. Impact, I think, has its own access uh, on-demand kind of WWE Network-esque service. Okay. Okay. Um, I need to check on that as well. Um, but we got now we got to switch. Got some more bad news. Unfortunately, um, let you go into it, but the Cinderella tournament has been postponed. It has. There has been some uh, COVID outbreaks mm-hmm. in certain prefectures over in Japan. And uh, a lot of stardom, uh, upcoming stardom shows have been either canceled or postponed. They're not going to cancel the Cinderella tournament. Right. Um, but they have postponed it. They don't know to win yet. Um, not all their shows have been canceled. They, they do have some shows still on the calendar coming up. So they're not going away. It's just in certain prefectures, uh, there's, there's been a, a pretty big COVID outbreak. So yeah. they're not wanting to go to those areas right now. Yeah. I know new Japan is shut down right now because of it Yeah, uh, as well. Um, but yeah, um, again, hope everything gets turned around and everybody stays safe over there Yeah, and, and take the right precautions. They, um, they've had uh, one show since, since uh, we last recorded, and uh, nothing huge happened. There was an interesting uh, three-way battle with uh, Azumi and Momo Watanabe and Mayu 
Iwatani, uh, something I've never seen before in a, in a three-way match, triple countout. <laughs> okay. Because God knows we can't let Momo get a win. <laughs> <laughs> she could have beaten Azumi. Azumi wins a lot, but she loses a lot too. So why not? Why do we have to go the triple count out route rather than give Momo a win? Uh, one, whoever does the booking at Stardom listens to our show, and they it's just, Rossi, and it's they Rossi. just it's all just Rossi like you. <laughs> I, 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 I'm giving you money, <laughs> fifty dollars for a CD. <laughs> it's like let's do everything he doesn't like booking wise, just to see if he keeps spending money. He does keep doing. <laughs> That's what that's what we all do, Tim. Yes, that's (laughs) That's what we all do. That's what welcome to wrestling, wrestling everyone. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing that for decades, Mm, longer (laughs) than we've been alive. Um, Wow, but yeah. Yeah. So, looking forward to the Cinderella tournament whenever it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully, not too far off in the future. Yeah. but yeah, so kind of light on the stardom content this week, but uh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, let's shift on over to SmackDown from last week, and we'll start with another kind of return, um, at least to vignette form on TV, mm-hmm. and that was Alistair Black. Um, seen him in a long time. Yeah, it's been, God, has it been a year? I don't think it's been a year, but I'd say maybe six months or so. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been yeah. a long time. Um. And still, you know, a dark vignette in the back, <laughs> much like his other ones where he was waiting for someone to challenge him to a fight. Who wants a fight? Um, here we have an actual character. Yes, this is a little bit better. Um, this, again, was very reminis- reminiscent to me of Sami Zayn when he was kind of saying how the fans didn't know what they were talking about, what they want was not right, you know, just kind of running them down. And he did it in more of a comedic way. Yeah. What do you mean in terms of content? In content. Um, Alistair Black kind of hitting the same notes, um, but in a in a more serious and heelish kind of fashion. Almost, you could say, kind of like CM Punk uh, talking about people who like weren't straight edge, you know, that kind of thing. Like, it's serious, it's kind of real, and it's meant for you to not like him. <laughs> so. Hot topic, Sami Zayn. Huh? It was hot topic, Sami Zayn. Hot topic, Sami Zayn. <laughs> yes, hot topic, Sami Zayn. Um, so yeah, I, so I'm 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 down with this because one of the things, the main thing I really didn't like about Alistair Black before is I had no idea who he was. Yeah, I had no idea what his character was, who he was supposed to be, why he looked the way he looked, why he spoke the way he spoke, what his motivations were, why he popped up like a vampire at the beginning of his entrance. Mm-hmm. There was no explanation for any of that. I mean, I could not get invested at all. Um, so that I, I just didn't really like that in the leg slaps. Those are probably keep going. Yes. Um, <laughs> but at least it looks like we're getting a character and I hope they flesh it out so yeah. that I know who this guy is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm down for the ride. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. Um, see what happens. Um, then SmackDown kind of confusingly. Uh, we didn't really get a big Bianca presence. No, uh, 
she had the backstage thing with Bailey, and that yeah. was it. And you know, they've announced now that Bailey's going to be the challenger for Bianca at at Backlash or WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah. But look, we've talked about it before, and unfortunately, it looks like we're going to have to keep talking about it. But the women are not treated as equals to the men. They they give us something like a WrestleMania main event, and then it's like they say, "Oh, that, that's that's good enough. That's all we need to give them for a while." Because would Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre currently be relegated to nothing more than a three-minute backstage segment on a SmackDown or a Raw? No, absolutely no chance. not. No chance. Um, so as champion, she should be out there every week. If not wrestling, then in some sort of promo segment or character building, a storyline advancing segment, something. But she should have a segment, at least one segment, every week as should the raw women's champion. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's frustrating to me because people were mostly talking about Sasha and Bianca coming out of WrestleMania. Yeah. That was what was on people's tongues for the most part. And so now what, yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? Uh, they're not putting her out there the way that they would be putting out a male champion. Yeah. And I, and I'll say this is, and this week, this is one of those rare times where Raw served its champ, its women's champion better. Yeah. Because they had her in a six-man tag. She had a backstage mm-hmm. segment as well. Yeah. They actually put some spotlight on that. They they spotlighted the women yeah. much better on Raw this past week yeah. than they did on SmackDown. Hopefully it's an anomaly. Yes. But it, it caught my attention, and I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not an anomaly for Raw. I hope they maintain oh, it. Yeah, I meant for SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully SmackDown does it as well and we start to see it elevated on both shows like it should be. Right. Um, but yeah, so very confusing um with that. I am I am, you know, I'm excited to have Bianca and Bailey again. I think that's gonna be a great match. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, we just that. need more people though, like we were saying last time, because otherwise it's gonna be Bianca and Bailey and then Bianca and Sasha and then Bianca and Bailey, and maybe they'll throw Carmella in. <laughs> it's just going to yeah. be the same things over and over and over. So we need more people. Um, let's see next. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the head of the table, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, this kind of uh, circle that they were doing throughout the show, I thought was done very well uh, with Cesaro working up and wanting to know and, and Brian saying, hey, he deserves it. Uh, so Roman, come on. Let, let, let's get out. Let's get this, uh, this challenge. Let's have it accepted. And then Roman comes out and then kind of that, that shock twist. And it was written very well. He's like, yeah, I don't really want to wrestle you, but I do want, I'm not finished with you and points to Daniel Bryan and wants him to put up his SmackDown contract <laughs> uh, versus, his title and even Cesaro. I thought it was a nice touch where he's like, you got to do it. Yeah. I like that. Do it. I thought that that was good for Cesaro's character. Yeah. And to build his personality. Uh, If you're going to push him as a face, let's, let's have him, you know, lean into it. And it made storyline sense too, because he knows that if Daniel Bryan wins the championship, he'll give Cesaro a shot. Yeah. And because he's beaten Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Um, So, yeah, so that's very interesting. Now, do I think Daniel Bryan's going to win? No, I don't. No, I don't think so either. I think we're getting ready to see Daniel Bryan shift into Raw. Okay. I, it doesn't feel – I know he's been talking a lot about, you know, he's 
probably going to be done soon, but it doesn't feel like it's meant to be this soon. So yeah, I'm thinking. Well, plus Raw's been struggling so hard, and Brian is awesome. Mm-hmm. So maybe they switch shows with him, let him help a little bit with Raw's creative, like he's been helping with SmackDowns, and maybe get returns. Yeah. So we'll see. Who knows? We'll see. It, yeah. it could be like say he has been talking a lot about taking time off. Maybe this is a chance for him to take a break uh before kind of he said possibly just being kind of a an attraction wrestler going forward um part-time very brock lesnar type mm-hmm. uh contract but we'll see who knows who it's knows? a big match big match for a, a a regular tv show yes so huge match can't wait um oh wait this is gonna be a regular tv this is on SmackDown. This is uh, this week on SmackDown. Oh, I thought this was. I thought they said this was for WrestleMania Backlash. No, this is Friday on SmackDown. Oh, so see, oh dang, are oh, you right? Yeah, you right. Never mind. Oh, uh, so yeah, that's. Cr- oh, I didn't. I thought it was WrestleMania Backlash. I'm mm-mm. totally off on my info. Yeah. Dang. Um. Yeah, this could be a huge match for Friday, man. Yeah. For dang. sure. I can't wait for that. I'm even yeah. more excited. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be good too. These two yes. guys are great together. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. So, really looking forward to that. Goodness. All right. Let's move to Raw. As, as you alluded to, I said it. Charlotte returns. Um, yeah. Interesting twist in the fact that they brought Sonya Deville over for this. Mm-hmm. That's going somewhere, too. Yeah. I think it is. Um, I think Hopefully, to an in ring return, because as we said, we need her. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm still very confused as to why she isn't in the ring. Although I, I'm not complaining, I like her in the backstage role. She's yeah. doing very well with it. And it could serve her her well because people will get used to her and general fans, ca- casual audience members, they only react to the people that they're used to. Mm-hmm. And so it could really help her and give her a boost. Yes. Yes. Um so yeah, interesting to see because it looks like they might be setting up some Pierce versus uh, her kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even I mean you could be set setting that up and take it all the way to like Survivor Series, mm-hmm. my team versus your team. She becomes more SmackDown. Pierce becomes more Raw as far as executives go. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Um, We'll see what they do with that. But yeah, so yeah, Charlotte returns and uh, they did the thing where, again, Sonya Deville comes out. She brings out the ref. Um, forgive me, I can't remember his name. Uh, Eddie Eddie Orango. Eddie Orango, yes. Yeah. And um, it was kind of an apology sesh. He apolog- uh, she, uh, Charlotte apologized for what she did. He did the moment, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then to kind of hammer down the heel, though, at the end, Charlotte, after... He said, you know, if he'd known that Rhea had interfered first, that she would have won the match by due to interference. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so then she demanded, after hearing that, that he apologized to her, which he did. And then they announced that she would be back in action that night um, versus... Well, they didn't announce it, but they didn't, they didn't announce who it was going to be against. Oh. Sonia decided to make ah. it Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, which they also had that like, backstage altercation. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm, um, interesting there. Yeah, furthering on an old storyline. Yeah, um, 
and that uh, Arango would be the Arango. ref. Arango would be the ref for that match. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so they did have the match. And, of course, Charlotte came out on top. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty good performance from Mandy. Yes, yes. Not taking away from her. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Charlotte was Charlotte. And then uh, Mandy did very well. And then after uh, natural selection, I believe she got the pin. Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> it just highlighted why I don't like that move as a finisher. Mandy's face was about five inches away from the mat. Mm-hmm. How much impact could there have been there? But you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Charlotte's back. Big gasp. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But as of right now, it looks like we're still just getting a, a, a WrestleMania rematch at Backlash between Asuka and Rhea. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're putting Charlotte right back in the in the title story right now, which I thought was interesting and unexpected. Yes, uh, but I I like it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. And it looks I'm, to me like is Rhea going heel? Yeah, that's the one I was like, okay, but I guess because you only have seven or eight women that you can use. Yeah. Um, it's like okay, we either have face versus faces team, which would be, you know, Asuka and then um, uh, Glow and Show. Uh, (laughs) I'm glad you don't name name tag teams. Yeah. Lana and Naomi. uh, And then you could have put Rhea with like, you know, Mandy and Dana. Yeah. And that's a, that's about your only options. (laughs) Yeah. But they, but they wanted to keep the, the Naya, the, the tag team thing going. Tag team rivalry while so, also keeping the singles rivalry going. Yeah. You know? And Rhea's kind of been playing it's, you know, kind of the anti hero right. aspect. So she's not really good. She's not really bad. She definitely worked heel, though. Yes. In the match. In the match, she worked heel. So that's interesting. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Especially if you're positioning Charlotte to go back into the, the title picture. Charlotte's going full heel. So I don't yeah. know. See how they go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so interesting. Like I say, I think Raw highlighted their women way better this week than SmackDown did. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of highlighting people that we haven't really seen in a while, uh, we had Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo sightings. <laughs> yeah. Second week in a row for both. Second week in a row. Um, yeah. Humberto coming out with the whole uh, open challenge again with Sheamus. Yeah. Which I thought was great. And he looked great. Yeah, uh, attacking Sheamus and Sheamus like, okay. sold it well too. Yes, he did. He, uh, and, and but when I say sold it well, I'm not necessarily referring to the physicality of it, although he did that too. But the shock of it, the holy crap, where did that come from? Yeah, like okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see that program play out. I like that. Yeah, um, he, I, <laughs> he's an interesting choice. I still haven't seen much personality out of Carrillo until really that segment mm-hmm. where he actually showed some fire. Um, uh, of course, his cousin is Angel Garza. They're yep. cousins. And uh, Angel showing up backstage doing exactly what he should be doing, like flirting with the women and giving flowers. This is perfect for him. Let that run for a little while before putting him back in the ring on Raw. Build that character. Mm-hmm. Let the people get used to him again. Let them forget that you kind of treated him like he didn't matter for a while. Mm-hmm. Treat him like he does matter for a while, then put him back in the ring and let him start getting wins. Yes. Yes. So excited to see both of them back on TV. Hopefully, 
getting a good change of direction, some fresh new faces getting mm-hmm. pushed properly it would be very, very nice. Um, then, and uh, you're wrong. You're wrong on this. So far. So far. So far. Um, so last week, uh, we had the spot where, you know, Matt Riddle runs into Randy Orton and Randy Orton doesn't know who he is. Who is that guy? I want to match with him. Uh, they ends up taking the L. And this week they show him backstage again, and it's a different kind of tone. And Randy's like, you know, you know, I, you surprised me, blah, blah, blah. So I just think maybe we'd be a team. You said, RK, bro, we can give it a shot. And Riddle, just pure comic gold, this whole thing he has, I even tweeted it to you. It had to be what made me giggle the most. He's like, dude, what planet are you from? I'm from Earth. <laughs> just very, <laughs> just very genuine, sincere answer to the question yeah um like oh yeah earth man uh but they end up teaming up and you texted me it's like he's gonna get rko'd to the moon yeah um he's from earth but he's getting rko'd to the moon moon. yeah um and then they tagged up against shelton and um cedric cedric and win uh and a, a really beautiful rko out of nowhere in this match on Cedric mm-hmm. when he came from the, the springboard, just when they slowed it down, it just looked great impact wise. Yeah. I love that. Very pretty move. Um, but yeah, at the end, you know, riddle was the tag and Orton does, does the DDT. And then we got the, the floating bro off the, <laughs> the top rope. What a ridiculous name. Yes. What does it even mean? What yeah. is, is that a reference to something that I don't get? I, I don't know. I don't get it either. Okay. All right. Um, if anybody gets it, let us know what the hell that yeah. means. But uh, ended up getting the victory. And then, you know, I'm watching. I'm like, okay. And, and it was funny because they had Corey yeah. leaning into it. Here yeah. it comes. Here he comes. Oh, all right. Uh-huh. Almost, like, almost like when Vince used to call three counts prematurely. Yeah. And maybe, uh, and I don't want this to end real quick. I want this to go somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really, really do. Um Whereas I think in the end, yes, it's got to end with, you know, like an RKO. I don't it know will happen at some point. At yeah. some point. Um, but what's funny is apparently Randy Orton was all for this. He actually was kind of pushing to work with Riddle. Like he wanted to work okay. a program with Riddle. It you know, is- the, 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 the way it wouldn't happen is if it just works so well. Kind of like when Alexa and Nikki Cross Yes. like originally alexa was going to turn on nikki like oh, that yeah, was going to yeah. happen and it just never ended up really happening not the way we envisioned it at least they split when she got with the fiend but it wasn't because, a satisfying split that we were kind of looking for yeah that led to a, a program between them or anything like that and you know it was absolutely the plan at the beginning i mean it was obvious but yes. they just worked so well together that they just kept putting out we're sasha and bailey too mm-hmm. uh they put that split off for years because they work so well together. Literally years, not even exaggerating. I don't think Riddle Norton will go years, no, but if I, it's entertaining enough, I can see them putting it off. Well, I, somebody mentioned this online and I was like, Hey, yeah, I'd love that. Is like, what if this is like gold dust and Bur- Booker T? Mm, mm-hmm. You know, both very accomplished wrestlers and can really go in the ring. But then you have the one guy is very much comedic, mm-hmm. which would be, you know, gold dust with the, I think the Tourette's thing or the shock where he got electrocuted. The shock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thing. And it would have been a good makeshift tag team, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That would have been. Um, 
but yeah, so maybe that's what we're going for. Yeah. And if so, I'm, I'm down for it. I want to see it. Especially if, if Orton's on board, if this is something yeah. he is like, I want to work with this guy, I think this would be great, then I definitely want to see what they can put into it. It's definitely something different, something mm-hmm. we're not used to seeing. That's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the two of them together can definitely be entertaining. Um, I still have to wonder, character-wise, why is Orton doing this <laughs> from a character perspective? Right. Um, we, we need some sort of, well, I say we need some sort of explanation very likely we will never get any sort of explanation for his motivations here. Um, But uh, certainly if they decide to keep running with it, we won't. Um, But I'm for it because it was fun. It was different. It was entertaining. And uh, it can, it can give us a little bit of a different flavor that we're not used to from, from raw every week. Yeah. Especially like, and I'm, you know, fantasy booking. If, if they let this run for a little while and like, they end up as tag team champions, then even adds a little more flavor to the mix. As much as we talk about not liking the makeshift singles wrestlers uh, going into tag team and then winning gold. But if it has a point, if it has a story mm-hmm. and could be done well, like the teams we mentioned in our three count segment, that'd be awesome. Where are the raw tag team champions? That is a good question. <laughs> Have we seen them since WrestleMania? Um, I don't think we have. I don't think we've seen AJ and no, we have Moss. not. Mm-mm. We have not seen them. So That's two weeks in a row, no Raw Tag Team Champions on TV. You know who we did see? Our Truth was back on That's Raw Talk. Right, he did show back up on Raw Talk finally. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I. I I missed the first few minutes of it because my Peacock app is a piece of crap and uh, it it won't give me the feed until it's five, seven, ten minutes into the show. Um, Wow. It doesn't matter how many times I restart my app or restart my uh, actual Apple TV. Nope. It popped up. By the time it popped up, it said started ten minutes ago. Um, And it's two weeks in a row it's done that. That's weird. Yeah, it's really, really driving me crazy. Um, so I missed the first few minutes, but the only explanation I believe we got for our truths, for our truths uh, disappearance, is that uh, he was given the wrong building for WrestleMania, <laughs> and he'd been waiting there this whole time. <laughs> camera footage of him inside some random gymnasium at a high school yeah where is everybody <laughs> so i don't know why he wasn't on raw though why yeah. not on raw yeah but happy that at least he's back on camera at least yeah uh, at least it wasn't something like outside of uh wrestling that was yeah. preventing him from being on tv right yeah um so yeah uh, and I guess we'll wrap things up with Raw news. Um, of course, now we have a change to the WrestleMania Backlash main event, which was going to be a rematch between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre from WrestleMania. And now Strowman has been added to the mix. Um, he was in a match with Drew at the end of the night. If he wins, he's in. If he loses, then it's still a singles match. And then kind of all kinds of shenanigans happen in the match. Um, you had uh, uh, Mason T-Bar showing up. Um, ultimately costing. Ultimately costing Drew, Drew yeah. 
Um, but you had Lashley also trying to help, help Drew win. Yeah, so it, to keep it a singles match. But then Mason T. Bar was supposed to be kind of helping out the hurt business. So it was very weird. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. very weird on how that played out. Um, and they might touch on that next week. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm interested to see. Like, yeah, hopefully extrapolate a little bit there. But now we have a, a, a triple threat, and is this so Bobby doesn't have to take a pen? Or Drew. Or Drew, that's true. That way you kind of protect Drew because he just lost mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. But at the same time, it's like, Jesus, how many times does Strowman have to play the Patsy Yeah, in the world was, title picture? I was just thinking last night about how, how weak – he's looked lately yeah. outside of Shane, but you know, Lashley beating like it was nothing. And he's lost quite a bit lately. Right. And if and he's he supposed got, to be your monster, you know, yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah. He finally gets gold at WrestleMania last year, but that's cause Roman Reigns isn't involved. Mm-hmm. They can't be there for the Goldberg Reigns match. We were supposed to have. Yeah. So instead we get, yeah. So I, I, the booking on Braun Strowman just baffles me. Yeah baffles me he's okay on the mic he's got yeah. a solidified character mm-hmm. he is a bona fide monster mm-hmm. um jacked all hell he can move he can yeah. move too i mean, I mean he, he put it, himself over for an overhead belly to belly suplex yeah so it's like come on um the fact that you keep having this guy just lose and lose and lose. Yeah. I just don't get it. So it, basically it's a triple threat match where nobody can afford to lose. <laughs> really? That's, that's really where we're at. Uh, yeah. It's like, I want Lashley to retain because I really dig yeah. him as the champion. I think that's where we need to be at and keep the chase going till like a SummerSlam mm-hmm. moment, a big stage. Um, plus it just builds to his credibility. Mm-hmm. that whole time so even when he does drop it you're still like well any match he's involved in you got to expect him to possibly win yeah um you've got drew who they're seemingly pushing to the moon um they want him to be that main baby face it seems like mm-hmm. on raw and and the foil for bobby eventually but and then you have Strowman, who's been so misused and deserves to be that monster face at the top. But again, he's already taken a loss to Lashley kind of handily Yep, on TV, which is like, what? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know where I see this one going. We, we have a few weeks, so we'll, we'll see what the yeah. booking looks like between now and then. I mean, um, it, it, could be a, it could end up being a four corners match by the time we're it out. could a fatal four way might happen. Um, so who knows? Um, yeah. but yeah, so that's, that's pretty much the news and notes from this past week. Uh, what was something that you loved, Steve? I loved on NXT, Io Shirai sitting around doing an interview backstage and here comes Frankie Monet with her, her little rat of a dog. And the, first of all, the look on Io's face when Frankie's putting the dog right up to her and then eo perfect response simply says i like cats and gets up and walk i loved it i'm a cat guy i prefer cats to dogs 
they're very laid back <laughs> like me. They're quiet like me. They don't try to lick people on the face. Just like I don't try to lick people on the face. So I'm with you, EO. I loved it. I like cats. I my like favorite cats. thing. I dig that. That's pretty good. Uh, I already mentioned it, but I'm going to say it again. I'm from Earth. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite thing. I was so tickled at that. The The delivery was perfect. It just made me laugh a lot. <laughs> so I really dug that. Um, but that's our show, folks. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, let us know. What were your three favorite makeshift tag teams? Who are your favorite three comedy stint characters in the history of wrestling? Uh, you can find us, of course, on Twitter at plus wrestlecast that's p-l-u-s wrestlecast you can find me at timothy k you can find steven at bizarro doom you can even find us on facebook if you just search for positively wrestling podcast we're available on all of your favorite and major um podcasting platforms so check us out and spread the word and let your friends know we appreciate all the support uh any closing thoughts steve uh, just remember, we'll be back with our bonus episode next Wednesday, regular episode a week from this Friday. And then yep. that will be our regular schedule moving forward. That's right. Everybody have a good week and weekend out there. We'll see you next week right here on Positively Wrestling.